Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's the BNS in 20 minutes or less podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. It is Friday, May 20th, 2022. I'm Shauna. Beckler is still away today. It's the end of the week. It is also another Battle of Alberta today. The city once again reeling. Everybody's super stoked for that. Uh, I'm actually headed to Costa Rica tomorrow morning. I'm away all of next week, and then I return Monday, so I'll be back uh, Tuesday. Kind of weird. Beckler was all away this week. I'm all away next week. And then the show will be back together after that. The show will have reunited eventually, too. So that's always very exciting. Um, It was a fun Friday show today. We talked about an insane man who spent way too much money to get pizza delivered to him as part of the pizza chat. So uh, we'll get to that. We talked about a creature that I'm going to encounter when I'm in Costa Rica, and hopefully it doesn't kill me, because apparently it can, and very seriously. We talked about stunt schmeckles. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I'll get into more detail on that shortly. Talked about a cultural shift in hockey, something that's uh, really become a big part of the game that isn't really to do with the athleticism, but one that's very big, and we get into that in quite a bit of detail. But first, Beckler makes a special appearance on the show. Let's get to it. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Rumor Jason Kenny announced his resignation as leader of the United Conservative Party on Wednesday after finding out the results of his leadership review. So he received 51.4% approval, which is still enough to allow him to keep his job. But he said he didn't feel it was enough and that he would be stepping down as a result. So he has officially resigned as Premier and leader of the UCP. And again, although he said he would stay on, you know, until an appropriate replacement was found. Beckler and I kind of like to get ahead of these things. So we've decided that it's time for an official eulogy now. So here we go. We are gathered here today to remember Jason Kenney's role as Premier slash leader of the UCP. Now, regardless of your political leanings, Jason Kenney's role as Premier slash leader of the UCP was an eventful one, dealing with a tough Alberta economy. A big push for climate action and, of course, a, a pandemic on top of it. Jason Kenney's role as Premier slash leader of the UCP wasn't easy. Some notable moments, uh, a promise of the best summer ever, the launch of the fantastically named and hugely controversial Energy War Room. The weirdest moment for us, however, was when Jason Kenney was spotted wearing a jersey with nothing underneath. Like, who doesn't wear anything under a jersey? I'm just curious... He must have nipples of steel because the chafing that would be involved in that would be severe. My God. Anyway. I mean, next time just toss an undershirt underneath that thing, okay? Seriously. Okay, now I'm done. I'm sorry. Rest in peace. Jason Kenny's role as Premier Slash Leader at the UCP. We will miss you. And Beckler has graciously provided us with a musical tribute, so here it is. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Etymology with Shauna. 
Okay, so I love a good marshmallow. I'm actually, I'm the s'more queen. I'm known as that with my friends. And I was thinking, you know, I got thinking about s'mores and roasting marshmallows. And I was like, where the hell does the word marshmallow come from? That's a super weird word for what it is, isn't it? So I looked it up. Uh, I had no idea, but apparently marshmallows are as old as the ancient Egyptians. Did you know that? Believe it or not, marshmallows are an ancient Egyptian delicacy, and back then it was reserved for royalty and gods, and that's it. That is fascinating to me. I guess they've been around since 2000 B.C. So uh, the reason they're called marshmallows is because back then they were made from the mallow plant that grew in marshes. It is that straightforward. We have the marshmallow made of mallow plant in marshes. That's why they're called marshmallows. Uh, back then, I guess, Egyptians used to squeeze the sap from these mallow plants and then mix it with nuts and honey. And that was the first incarnation of a marshmallow. Nobody really knows what it looked like back then, but there you go. And uh, mallow is native to Asia and Europe. And it wasn't until the 1800s that the French started becoming acquainted with this treat. And it was an owner of a small candy store that started selling these marshmallows. But they were made by hand back then. And the store owners would actually whip the sap from these mallow root, this mallow root. And it was very time consuming, not easy to mass produce. So it didn't really spread beyond uh, the French for a while. And eventually, a new process was invented that used gelatin instead of the mallow root. And that made it much easier to produce. And that's when marshmallows were introduced to North America in the mid-1900s. Fairly recently, actually. And now, of course, we eat them over every campfire. In fact, I was reading that more than 50% of the marshmallows purchased are roasted over a fire. Which makes perfect sense, I suppose, because, I mean, it's that and Rice Krispie Squares. Those are the two big things you use marshmallows for. If anybody wants to know, by the way, how to make a good s'more... Call me up. I'll let you know. Oh, I'm good. Etymology with Shauna. BNS in 20 minutes or less. So I'm not sure if you saw the epic chirping that was going on between Matthew Kachuk and Evander Kane on Wednesday night, but basically the two received roughing penalties, and they were being separated, and when they were, the camera caught Kachuk saying, like, you want some money? Later, like, they were reading his mouth, and they could see that he was saying, you want some money? And then later saying, you poor bastard. And all that was in reference to the fact that Evander Kane has had some money troubles. Uh, he actually he filed for bankruptcy in January last year, and then he lost some oh, well, millions more when the Sharks ended his contract as well. So Kachuk was there saying, you want some money? And then making these, like, pay me gestures with his hands. Like, that is savage. Ooh. Oh, and I'm sure we're going to see a ton more of that tonight as well. But it got me thinking, do players do research on one another to come up with the best chirps. Because I was thinking, like, if I was new to the league, I think I'd start doing some research to come up with some really good one-liners for my opponents, especially if I know I'm going to be facing off against them a lot. Like, why wouldn't you? You know, just get under their skin a little more. Just really poke the bear. You know what I mean? But it also got me thinking, like, chirping really only happens in hockey, doesn't it? Other sports don't really have it. Like, you may have occasional name-calling in other sports, but you don't chirp like you do in hockey. Because hockey is a very specific type of insult. You know, it's not too far. It's always just a gentle ribbing, something that really kind of does get under your skin, but it doesn't go to the point of saying something that's derogatory, right? You know, and if it does get to that point, then, well, you're, you're getting suspended, if not fired from the team, essentially. So where did that come to be? Like, how did hockey get this... This chirping that is now tradition. And you do it. Every player does it. It is actually now a part of the game. And it's the only sport I know that does that. I kind of want to incorporate chirps into other things, like my regular day life a little more. 
Can you imagine just having chirping as a part of the office culture? You know, you, you have to go to the bathroom or you walk by a bunch of people's desks and you just know you need some witty one-liners when you go by. You know what I mean? That would be awesome. I'd, I'd love that. That would make the office culture so much more fun. You know, just a little gentle ribbing here and there. Something to keep everybody entertained a lot. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. I got reading last night about stunt doubles, which I always find really interesting. Like these people who fake being a celebrity. So they never get the recognition because the whole point is that they have to be convincing at not being themselves, at being this celebrity. But then I, I didn't realize just how common a butt double is. But I guess a lot of actors, like way more than you know, use fake foofs in their film. And I find that a bit shocking. Although I guess it makes sense. I mean, nudity isn't something we're overly comfortable with as a society as a whole. So, you know, using a phony fart locker kind of makes sense. I mean, why use your own when you can pick the perfectly shaped Thunderbin instead, you know? Anyway, I was also reading, and this is even more insane, but about the frequency of, of stunt schmeckles. I guess quite a few actors will use a a dingus double as well. Like I was reading about Chris Hemsworth. I guess he used a bogus bratwurst in the film Vacation. And then Mark Wahlberg in Boogie Nights, he had a, a fake floppy Joe that he used as well. Apparently, they were saying the first jalopy that they gave him, though, was too big. So they actually had to shorten it. And he was saying it was super awkward because he had to spend hours while they kind of reconstructed this giant fake trouser cactus and he had to just kind of stand there with his legs wide open as they were just doing their business down there not awkward at all also would that not be kind of insulting as an actor like what my own thunder stick isn't good enough you need to go and find another one but yeah even daniel radcliffe i guess he's another one in swiss army man he had a fake slam hammer it was animatronic too so that's a bit weird there was a guy whose job i guess his entire job was to operate daniel radcliffe's Fake timber stroke, okay? Can you imagine getting questioned about what you do? Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I operate Daniel Radcliffe's fake slam hammer. Mm-hmm. I'm the fake Franken-beans man. BNS in 20 minutes or less. Well, we've arrived at the most important part of this radio program. It's the Friday morning pizza chat brought to you by Atlas Pizza. Somebody once told me that I was not a pizza. Guess they ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. Oh, this is good. I'm a six slice circle. I feel a little crusty. Got a pepperoni right on my forehead. That's a great one. I don't even think we've ever played that one before. That is just phenomenal. We'll get to the rest of it later. Uh, it's actually National Pizza Party Day, so very fitting for this, obviously. So there you go. Have a pizza party tonight as well. Uh, I've got a couple quick pizza news headlines for you, though. Some very official pizza business. First off, I don't know if you saw this, but Pepsi has released their own type of pizza. They're calling it Pepsaroni. I guess they're releasing it in Lower Manhattan on National Pizza Party Day today. So I guess it's some sort of Pepsi-infused pepperoni that they're using, which, gotta be honest, sounds absolutely disgusting to me, but here we are. Uh, in other pizza news, I was reading about a man from B.C. who recently paid $600 to have his hometown pizza from Windsor, Ontario delivered to him. He was craving this this special-style pizza, this Windsor-style pizza. So I guess, you know, he called up his favorite pizza joint and he said, how much is going to cost to get a bunch of these pizzas delivered to me in B.C.? So the pizza was shipped more than 4,000 kilometers. It boarded a plane, arrived to him overnight. And I guess Windsor, Ontario has this special type of pizza that he was willing to pay $600 to do all this for. It is a local cheese 
canned mushrooms, and shredded pepperoni, apparently, which again, just sounds disgusting to me, but here we are. So we wound up getting 10 party-sized pizzas for 600 bucks from Windsor to BC. You know, I don't, I don't think there's anything that I'm passionate enough about to pay $600 for to get overnight, but that's just me. Here's the craziest thing. The UPS driver that said this, uh, or sent this rather, he said this isn't the first time he's delivered this Windsor-style pizza long distance. I guess he shipped two pizzas from Windsor to Dubai last year. To Dubai. Now, how much is that going to cost? If it's $600 to get across the, the country here, how much to get across the world? Who, who was this, the Prince of Brunei? If you don't pie, you'll never pie if I don't die. Hey now, Papa Pizza. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. I was truly trying to think if there was anything that I would actually want enough to even spend, a, you know, a marginally large amount of, of money to get to me. The only thing I've considered before is the lobsters that you can get flown out from the East Coast. The live lobsters that you can get fresh. There are actually a few places, I believe it's in PEI, uh, maybe some in Nova Scotia as well, but there's these places that are offering to ship you live fresh lobster so you can have an amazing lobster dinner. And I have considered that before. I looked into it. It's not outrageous. I think when I was looking, you get something like six lobster for... I think it was maybe $300 or something along those lines. I think it was equating to about 50 bucks a person. And I was like, if you did that, you could charge people, right? And then you could have a fresh lobster dinner made by, you know, the lo- lobsters from the East Coast. And when you think about it, like if you go out to a, a restaurant to get lobster, that's you'd spend at least that, right? So that one didn't seem that outrageous to me. And just the novelty of getting these lobster shipped overnight and delivered right to you, like all oh, that sounds pretty fun. I might still do that, actually. Do a lobster dinner host a big lobster gathering maybe we could even open it up to a bunch of people you know rent out a hall for it make it a big event i uh, had the opportunity to have one of those church dinners when i was in pei last time and it's when the local fishermen bring these fresh lobster fresh mussels they make this amazing dinner for you in the basement of a church and it was one of the best meals i've ever had it was unbelievable so maybe we could you know kind of recreate that here that would be cool. But 600 bucks on some pizza. I don't know, man. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Hey, hey, what did you learn today? So I was reading up on jellyfish because I'm I'm headed to Co- Costa Rica tomorrow and they have jellyfish. So I went down that rabbit hole a little bit. I also think that jellyfish are one of the coolest creatures out there. And I also look like one in the winter because my skin gets so pale that I look basically translucent. I do. I look like a jellyfish. Anyway, uh, I was reading that uh, they're mostly water, okay, which you probably maybe know even by looking at them. But they're 98% water. So if they get washed up on shore, they will evaporate just like water. Like they will full out evaporate, which is kind of cool. I also was reading about how box jellyfish are one of the deadliest creatures on Earth. They can kill a human within minutes with just one sting. And apparently it's so painful that some say you may die from the pain before the actual venom hits you from the jellyfish. Which, well, that sounds absolutely awful. Like just dying from pain before the venom. Ugh. Also, one species of jellyfish, I guess, is known to be immortal. So when it's threatened, it's actually capable of undergoing cellular transdifferentiation, meaning 
these cells essentially become new again. So this, of course, is the study of a lot of research because it could eventually help humans live longer as well if we can figure out how they do that, and they do that transdifferentiation. So, again, fascinating creatures. I hope I don't encounter a box jellyfish. If so, I may not be with you when I return from vacation. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. We were talking about chirping in hockey earlier on in the show after the whole Matthew Kachuk, Vander Kane chirp-off that happened Wednesday night that... Two of them were going back and forth at each other. It was pretty funny. But I was talking about how it's kind of interesting that hockey is really the only sport that includes chirping. And it's become a huge part of the game. Like having clever one-liners ready to go to say to your opponents is basically now a part of the game of hockey. And I was thinking with that, that we need a Hall of Chirp. I'm serious. Like, you know how they give out all those NHL awards at the end of the season? I think they should include a chirp award. You get a trophy if you have the best chirp of the season. Because a lot of the times when there are good chirps that happen, like, we do hear about them. Like, especially Wednesday, for example, people were reading the lips of Matthew Kachuk and then relaying the chirps that he had, and everybody thought it was a great time. This needs to become a thing. How awesome would that be? I would love to hear of the top chirp finalists of the year. You know what I mean? Like, which players have the quickest wish? Which ones had the best, the fastest one-liners? Maybe we should make our own wall of chirp here in the studio in the meantime. When we hear of a good one, especially during the playoffs, it gets tossed on the wall as a finalist, and we get a wall here. The Hall of Hockey chirps, though, I think that that would be a huge hit. Like, with the... With the Hockey Hall of Fame in Toronto or wherever that is, uh, we should have a Hockey Hall of Chirp as well. I would actually be more excited to go and check that one out. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. So our sister station in Edmonton, there's two morning show hosts there, Ryder and Lisa. They're good friends of Beckler and mine. And we decided to do a friendly bet, a friendly wager on the Battle of Alberta. Basically, you know, the loser has a punishment. The winner uh, gets to decide that, t- that type of thing. So we... Uh, we talked about this a couple days ago, you know, before we solidified this before game one. And I just wanted to play back exactly what the bet is and what the wagers are and all this because not going to lie, it's looking uh, looking better for us, obviously. So here's what we've decided. The loser has to go to the winner's town and hold up a sign promoting their show for an entire morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, dressed in whatever the winners want. <laughs> yep. And then if it's a sweep by chance, we're adding to the bet. Then the losers are getting a tattoo. So we get to pick whichever tattoo we want? Yeah, and I think the winners get to, like, actually do the tattoo work. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's okay. only if it's a sweep. I'm so down with that because I, uh, I'm i not good with, with any type of artistic device in my fingers. So this will be great. <laughs> like, the tattoo that you're going to get tattooed is just going to look phenomenal this wow, the confidence she has that mm-hmm. they're gonna sweep i'm gonna start drawing out some some good sketches for the tattoo and what i'm gonna what i'm gonna put on your body there where are we putting the tattoo by the way uh, i was thinking like maybe my butt cheek oh because that'll be real nice for shauna it's good yeah you don't have to worry about it though like we'll be the one sweeping yeah okay yeah, I, uh... <laughs> okay. okay bye no, oh, that is so phenomenal. Just hearing that back again. Oh, we're going to be the ones to sweep. Oh, you've already ruined that. There's still a good chance, though. I mean, we could. And then I will be tattooing something on the bodies of our 
sister station hosts. And I, I just can't wait. I cannot wait. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Well, the province announced a few weeks ago that it would be investing $63 million into the tourism industry to help bring tourists back to this neck of the woods. And I know Banff is anticipating this big increase in tourism this year. And I know Stampede is going to be insane. And organizers there are gearing up for a big, big year in terms of tourists. So things. I was talking to a friend about this and he, he wasn't all that excited about it. He was like, it's kind of nice to not have to deal with the insanity of summer tourism quite as much. And I mean, I know a lot of people go away for Stampede for this reason because they want to kind of get away from the riffraff and all that. But here's the thing. The province needs this and it's good for the city as a whole, you know, and it's it's awesome that people want to come and visit where we live, quite frankly. But I was laughing to a friend. I was saying, you know, we can help with this because Beckler and I have actually made tourists sexy before. So, I mean, for those of you who or maybe tentative to allow tourism to ramp up like my friend. Well, this is for you, okay? Ooh, are you here for business or pleasure? <laughs> I'm going to take so many photos. I've just never been in here before. It's my first time. Mm. Oh, yes. I have a very attractive package <laughs> that might interest you. Ooh. Do you have a safe word? As in a word that locks the safe. Gotta keep your valuables protected. Yeah, you've got a bunch of money in your belt. Do you do private dances? Ugh. It's going to be a tight fit, but you can put it right in my fanny. Stuff it right in my fanny pack. Oh, my front pouch is full, so try the back. Back it in there. You've been listening to the BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have BNS and 20 Minutes or Less downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later.